I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was typing ready. up something. Mm-hmm. New Year's resolution. Less screens in front of your face. Actually, I was typing <laughs> up our picture and what we're putting on the page. Oh, look at you. Excited about our reading log. Look at you. Trying. Because we're stay inspired and be inspiring. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to Inspire WV, a podcast all about inspiration through words and actions. What's up, Tim Bradley? Hey, Eric Nutter. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, buddy. How's uh, how's your day going? Super. Yeah. Um, uh, it's been a good one. Yeah. I'm trying to stay busy with work and everything else. It's a little snowy outside today. We'll take that though. Little, yeah. Did you have to tr- travel at all? Uh, not today. I I was home based today. Gotcha. I did go to the gym at lunch, so it wasn't yeah. too bad then. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little a little slick out this morning. So, um, <clears throat> well, sir, today uh, from a topic standpoint, I wanted to uh, I wanted to share with you an article that I just saw. It it uh, it's relatively recent. Um, it was on uh, Inverse. And the headline caught my attention because it's it's been a topic that you and I have talked about a couple of times uh, in passing as should we talk about this and how would we talk about this? <laughs> um, but the way this article approaches it, I thought was kind of interesting. So that I'd share it with you and see what you think and, and we can talk about it. I'm a little nervous because I don't know what this is. So let's uh, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you the headline and see if it catches you in the same way. That it caught me. Okay. So the headline was study shows one brain hack can stop addiction cold. I love it. And I, I saw that and, <clears throat> you know, I, I have, I have uh, a handful of, of, uh, of, of addictions, you know, Coke, Coke zero. I like some Coke zero. There you go. Uh, so I'm trying to, trying to cut back a little bit. And then occasionally, you know, you get a screen in front of your face and you'll be swiping through uh, a TikTok, everything TikToks for, <laughs> for two hours straight. That might be an addiction. I don't know. I understand. Um, <clears throat> but I saw this and I was like, wow, that's a that's that's a really fascinating idea. But I, I, I literally I, and when I first saw it, I thought it was clickbait. I thought it was uh, one of those, you know pay us money right. and we'll tell you all these tricks and tips or one, one trick to lose, you know, fat oh, yeah. quick or whatever, you know? So, but it's, it's a legit article and the subheading says why curiosity may be the antidote to addiction. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So I, like I started that. reading it and um, basically there's this, there's this, uh, this researcher, his name's Judson Brewer and he it gets real scientific real fast um, in this in this article, uh, but this guy uh, is a researcher and professor at the School of Medicine at Brown University, and the executive medical director of behavioral health at the digital health company ShareCare, and he's got this book coming out, and he in the and the book is all about two decades worth of research that they put into this, and uh, basically. It's about how curiosity and our curiosity of our habits can lead you to a place where you can overcome those those habits. So I'm trying to find where it speaks about it specifically. It's it it talks about instead of relying on willpower. So basically they they pro- propose that willpower isn't a thing. Um and I'm trying to find exactly where they say that um, because because uh, it, it was it was it was interesting how they how they worded it. Um, 
relying relying on instead of relying on willpower, the brain makes choices and forms behaviors based based on built-in primitive reward-based systems called reinforcement learning. So basically what they're proposing is, is uh, there's no such thing as willpower. And that's just not how brains work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we do something and then our brains go, good job. And we get rewarded reward. for it. And so over time and consistently doing that thing, we feel like we've got to do that thing. So whether it be, you know, I feel like I go need to, you know, drink another Coke Zero or I need to go get that snack or I need to smoke that cigarette or whatever the the, the habits are that you have, you continually reinforce and your brain keeps going, yep, reward, reward. And uh, they talked about uh, whether you're a smoker, overeater or anxious warrior. Um, y- y- basically, if you dig into the moment by moment actions that you're taking that uh, you often realize it's not rewarding what you're doing <laughs> and um, you can actually turn it off um, more quickly by just being curious. So they uh, they they talk about in, in this article, which we'll link to in the okay. in the notes. Um, if you can can if you can ask yourself some questions when you find yourself in that state. So do, do you have something that you would consider you're uh, addicted to? Uh, I have a problem saying no. Mm, okay. So that's a big one for me. All right. Because now I'm, I think I'm on four boards. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. And the last one, I didn't even have a say. I just got a text saying, Hey, by the way, you're going to, you're our vice president and we're going to do that for a year. Then you're going to be the president. Okay. All right. I don't know that this particular oh, study will. <laughs> it's going to help me. Uh, so yeah. let's try it though. Okay. Let's see what this says. So basically the, there's three questions. Um, so if you can ask yourself these three questions, can you be aware of your behavior? Uh, can you be aware of your thoughts, emotions, and sensations? And can you bring an attitude of curiosity to those things? So it's basically just being mindful, right? Just, be present, be in the moment. We've talked about that mm-hmm. in past episodes, you know, understand what's going on. We've talked about it in the sense of other people, you know, like be, be present in a conversation, talk to that person, actually listen, but it's actually suggesting inward reflection, like think about what you're actually doing. So, uh, what the data says a brewer has seen hundreds of people become disenchanted with some of their most long-standing habits from consuming chocolate to cocaine. Uh, one patient, a long-standing smoker had a visceral feeling of disgust when she started paying attention to the second to second experience of smoking a cigarette. She, she actually just started thinking about it as she was doing it. So her brain said, go, go smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. She started doing it. And she just paid attention to what she was doing. And it, it quotes it quotes this particular person. She said, it, it smells like stinky cheese and tastes like chemicals. Yuck. Um, so he said, it only takes about 10 to 15 times of somebody really paying attention, whether it's a mindful eating exercise or mindful smoking exercise, that the reward value drops. So basically, you're just reprogramming your brain when you, when you think about it. So, um, so what in your case, maybe it's 
the next time someone asks you, hey, Tim, I know you're on four boards, but how about five? Um, Before you answer, just think about what's going on right now and consider your situation, you know, or before I take that, pour that next uh, Coke Zero, you know, just think about um, why I'm doing the thing I'm doing. And is this really rewarding to me? Is this really something that, that, you know, that I'm enjoying Mm -hmm. and is an actual uh, reward in my, in my mind, or is it just something I've kind of programmed myself to think? And then I guess the question then becomes, can you reprogram it to something else? Right. Right? I like that. Uh, So there's a couple things I can talk on um, that stop me from some of those habits because I've never smoked. I don't Mm -hmm. drink. Um, so my dad did, he, he smoked a lot growing up and I hated the smell. So once we had Landon, Landon had asthma. Mm. So it was one of those things. It was a tough conversation, but I told my dad, if you want to hold him, you, you can't smoke. And he had smoked for 30 years and he stopped on the spot Nice. and he hasn't smoked since. So it, again, that was an opportunity again, cause he looked within. Yeah. It, what am I getting out of the cigarette as opposed to getting to hold my, my first grandchild? Yeah. So, you know, it was a tough conversation to have, but it was one so that you basically did this study in your family 15 years, ago. 15 years ago. <laughs> Heck with this guy. Come on, Brewer. You're- Where are you at? <laughs> Brewer. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so you reprogrammed him in that moment mm-hmm. to know the reward of holding my first grandson versus smoking, a smoking cigarette. a cigarette. And he just was like, you know what? This is better. So I'll just throw that away. It was a tough one to have. I'm, I'm sure it was challenging on him too, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so just to get over that hump, because right. there is, there are psychological addiction parts mm-hmm. of that too. Just the, the chemical, uh, you know, makeup of, of nicotine and right. that sort of thing. That, and then, so you know, the alcohol, impressive. we, um, my senior year, we played in a basketball tournament. And we had two players that we were supposed to pick up on the way to the game. Well, they stopped on the way to where we were supposed to pick them up, got some alcohol, started drinking and forgot we were picking them up. <laughs> so we went to a game and didn't have them. So it, it hurt us. Yeah. So in my mindset, you know, there was a lot of people that are doing that at that time. And I just said, I don't want to be a person that lets others down nice. because of some habit or something that I, I wanted to do. So from that point on, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to drink. Um, so it was, it was tough. I mean, you get razzed, you get pulled into stuff growing up. Um, but it's one of the things that it kind of even carries with me today where I I don't do stuff because of the fear of letting someone down, (laughs) which is part of the reason I don't say no. Yeah. Because it's something that, you know, somebody asked me, then the expectations are, this is what I need from you. Yeah. So yeah, that, that has kind of grown from that early age to now where it's been very difficult. Um, you know, trying to look within, if I, if I say no, then what happens? Yeah. Is that going to impact others? Is that going to let people down? Is that, you know, that's awesome, man. And, and so what you, the way you act, the way you behave to kind of lead to a place where you, um, you are able to set aside those things that you might otherwise want to do Mm -hmm. because you're reflecting on how it's going to affect you going forward and the people around you. Um, it sort of changes your, well, I guess it, you never started the habits, but, right. but you were able to continually never start those mm-hmm. habits because of the way you, you thought about them. And the, this, this particular study shows that, uh, that, that mindfulness, having that mindfulness actually is really, really successful. So they showed, they sh- 
they, they quote like three different studies in a 2011 study after just f- a four month, uh, treatment. And, and I guess treatment would be, <laughs> they, they were just told to continually be mindful and just keep, you know, kept repeating that or helping them mm-hmm. repeat that process. Um, uh, mindfulness was found to be five times better at helping people quit smoking than the gold standard of treatment programs. Uh, in a 2020 study, um, <clears throat> uh, it's on physicians under tremendous stress. Mindfulness helped there as well. Uh, burnout went down by 50%. Anxiety went down by 57%. In 2018, they found that this uh, eating study that people that were overweight or obese and had craving related eating went down by 40%. Um, negative emotions went down by 36%. So just thinking about what's causing mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of getting at the root of the problem and just putting mindfulness into it as opposed to just doing it because it's a thing you do um, is, is pretty impressive. So, uh, so they have three steps for habit change. And we'll talk about those and then kind of wrap up. Um, so the three steps that they note um, <clears throat> is awareness. So the first step is is being able to recognize a habit loop and map out the components. When this happens, I do this. Mm-hmm. Um, this means identifying what the triggers are, how the behavior feels, and what the result of the behavior are. This can help you evaluate the the, the true reward and risk of the habit. So it's just, I, every time I do this thing, then I follow it up with the cigarette and then I feel bad, right. <laughs> you know? So, but I felt good in that middle step, but the end result was bad. And then, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they, they kind of just map that out. Um, it's not saying don't do it, just map it out, understand it. Um, and then the second step is get curious. So don't, no judgment, just, uh, it says getting curious about your cravings flips the the balance from unpleasantness of a craving to the pleasantness of curiosity. Uh, the exercise becomes intrinsic, intrinsically rewarding and you can then identify alternatives. So, you know, maybe every time this happens instead, when I'm stressed, instead of going to get a smoke, instead of, instead of that, I go punch a punching bag for a half an hour or something. And, I feel better about it. Uh, and then the last point is pinpoint the BBO. BBO. I don't know. Bigger, better offer. I like it. Yeah. We'll have to write that one the down. BBO. <laughs> BBO. <laughs> so find behaviors that are actually more rewarding than the habit you're trying to break. So they mention exercise, mindfulness, curiosity itself. Um, each time the craving comes on, repeat those steps. And you will eventually, and it, I mean, it said earlier, you know, 10, 15 times you'll, you'll knock out any bad habit. So if you have anything that you're just trying to break a bad habit, you know, I, I, I mean, even I can, I guess you could go as small as you want to, because they mentioned cocaine abuse, but you could go as small as, you know, biting my nails right. or, you know, doing some, some activity that you consider to be a bad habit. You can break it pretty easy, which is following these habit these habit changes. So I found that really, really like fascinating. That. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about those three steps for habit change? How can we get you to say no, n- no <laughs> more frequently? <clears throat> I mean, the awareness is a, a key one again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's a huge uh, fault of mine where I I really, I guess, depend on uh, positive responses back and I hate to, to let somebody down, mm-hmm. which, you know, in life you, you're getting down a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's having that uh, awareness that it, it can happen and it's going to be fine. You know, then the curiosity is what happens if I do say no? Is, right. is this task going to happen or not? So, um, yeah, that's one I have to really work on. Then pinpoint the BBO, the bigger, better offer. I love that. Um, you know, the bigger, better offer is if I say no, is, is it going to come back around? Is there going to be another opportunity? Something like that. You know, there, there's stages in your life where you're trying to grow your brand. And by me not saying no, my brand is pretty big. Um, because I've gotten, I was talking to a couple of people today. I've gotten several texts from, from coaches from Ohio looking for, for games and opportunities. I really don't know. I've never met this guy. He just started texting me one day. Somehow he got my number and, uh, he's asked for baseball. Now he's asking for basketball games. So I I get it from, you know, an early age up to to college level with questions from stuff. So again, with not saying no, my, I guess my, my list of people that I communicate with has gotten bigger. And even to the guy, I I wouldn't know him in the street. I know his name's Jay. That's about as far (laughs) as we've gotten. So, um, I I did want to go back to, uh, the, the mill aspect, you know, Mm -hmm. overeating. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I think we may have talked about this before, but, um, in 2005, my grandfather had went in for a bypass and he actually passed away. Um, as we're sitting in the waiting room, it's my mom's side of the family, large family. Um, I'm looking around and all the food that was brought in, it was McDonald's and KFC and Pizza Hut. So again, my family were on the larger size as well. So I looked at my dad at that, that chance and I said, you know what? I see the path in front of me. If I, if I let things happen the way they've been happening, I'm going to pull back. I'm going to focus on me and really start working out harder and try to, to cut out a lot of stuff. That's something I said at, at 25 and I've really continued for the last 15 years of really focusing. That's why I go to the gym every day. Right. I looked at heredity and some of the stuff that is out there in front of me that I can't control. So that's where I really try to take a step. And, and I saw the writing on the wall. So uh, I've tried to make that change for, for myself and yeah. put that out there for, for my boys too, to say, Hey, this is an opportunity. You can see that what's out in front of you. There's a lot of stuff with ready. You can't change. It's, it's, it's there, but you can take control of a lot of aspects and that's what I'm trying to do. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, it feels like, um, you know, you're, you're sort of a poster child for this is if you, if you, if you want to change something, you're going to have to, you're going to have to make sacrifices, mm-hmm. but you're going to, here's how you're going to have to behave to be able to get past or get over some hump that you're, you're either in or you're heading towards. Right. Um, so no, I think that's, that's great advice for, for people to, to hear and to, to know it's possible. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Uh, it's, it's, you gotta, you, you gotta just step have in. To do yeah. it. I can't help you with not saying no, but a lot <laughs> of the other stuff, uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've kind of went through it. Um, different stages of my life. So I've tried to make that change and, and try to lead a, a better life yeah. for myself and others. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. Um, if you, if you want to talk about uh, what you're trying to get over, what habit you're trying to change. And if you want to try this uh, practice, you know, give it, give it a shot. It's, it's, it's easy to do. It's just asking you to be curious about mm-hmm. your, your habit and, uh, and think about it in a way that, that can change your life. 
um, you know, we'd love to hear about that and love to, to talk more about it with you. So if you have that, you can send it in to us. Uh, thanks for joining us today. You can always find more episodes by visiting inspiredwv.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. And of course, you can always leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to info at inspiredwv.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next time with more inspiration. Until then, stay inspired. And be inspiring. <laughs>